0: If God no longer amazes you, what in the world is wrong? He still amazes me day after day, never seems to go unnoticed. He always finds a way to just blow my doors off. Man, how did you do that, God? You know, if that question never enters your mind, you really should question your relationship with God because He is amazing. Oh, man, He's amazing. Y'all are going to have to get a little something this morning because this ain't going to do it. I'm telling you right now. You're going to leave here dry and empty if that's your attitude. <laughs> it ain't going to be my fault. I'm going to do my part. Praise the Lord. He is worthy of praise. He is good. He is great and greatly to be praised. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, I come to You, Lord, right now. Lord, You know my excitement, but God, You also know how inadequate I am. I can't do it on my own. Lord, I need Your anointing. I didn't say I won't, I didn't say I desire. Those both are true, but Lord, I need Your anointing. I need You to do this. This is Your work. I'm just a tool. And God, I, I give You praise for what You're going to do today. Before it's done, I give You praise for it, because I know that the good things come from You. I know You have nothing but Your best for us, Lord. And so, God, I thank You and praise You in Jesus' name. Thank You for Your Word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Turn with me to John chapter 14 this morning. John chapter 14. And we're going to in verse 16. Verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth Him not, Neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him. For He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Y'all, that is a a mighty promise Jesus gave His disciples. But I want y'all to understand something, that 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 promise was not for them alone. Okay? He went away, but He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you here with some mission to complete without supplying what's necessary to do it. And so what happened? Well, on the day of Pentecost, He sent the Holy Ghost. Those disciples, those uh, apostles were empowered to go into the world and do what He called them to do, which is preach the gospel. And they did so from that very day forward. That very day, Peter began to preach. And we there were thousands saved that very day. Okay? That was just the beginning. So... You know, I know today that there's many of you that have hurt in your heart. I know today there's many of you that have problems on the horizon. I want you to leave all of that behind you right now. Listen, I know better than anybody here about problems that tie you up. I know. I have them myself. But you know what I have to do? Out of necessity sometimes, not because I want to, out of necessity, I have to lay those things down and say, you know what, not today. This is the attitude you ought to come to church with. I'm trying to give you some instruction this morning. I'm not, I'm not ridiculing you. I'm not trying to beat you down. I'm trying to show you how it needs to be done. Okay, so we have a Savior. Praise God. We have a Redeemer, praise God. And we have a Comforter. You see, that Comforter was sent in His place because He knew knew we needed somebody here with us, right? We needed a presence here with us. We needed a source of strength here with us. And He knew He wasn't going to be here. Y'all, there's a plan in place. Do you see it? See, He's always with us. Always with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always right there. We don't have an excuse. You say, excuse for what, Brother Kevin? I say, you don't have an excuse. That's it. You don't have an excuse. The God of all creation. The God. The King of kings. Lord of lords. Even though He's not here in body, He's here in spirit. Praise God. See, that's shouting territory right there. If you get a hold of what I'm talking about today, you'll understand why I say that. He is here with us. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I might go away. I want you to read that last verse again. Y'all, there is power in this verse. There is revelation, knowledge in this verse. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. What did he say? I. He didn't say somebody else. He said, I. I will come to you. What does that tell you? It tells you the Holy Spirit is Jesus. The Holy Spirit is God. They, they may be separate manifestations, but they are the same. Okay? Jesus may have left in body, but He's here in spirit. I want you to understand that because sometimes we, we lose grasp of what kind of power we have access to. The same Savior that died on the cross, redeemed us from our sin, paid the price, that same Savior is still with you today. He truly comes and dwells within you. He truly never leaves you, never forsakes you. He is still with you the same as He always has been. He's always had a presence here with man. How easy would it have been for God to speak into creation, man, and then just back off and never have anything to do with Him? He didn't do that. Why? I don't even know or care. I just know He didn't. He loves me that much. You say, well, Kevin, how can you say He loves me that much? Because the Word tells me so. If you don't understand that, get in the Bible and read it yourself. It says, For God so loved the world. That means he loved you so much, he sent his son to die for you. But so he, because he didn't want you to perish. He wanted you to be with him. Now, why would you not want to shout and rejoice? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you right now, y'all, he looked past my sin. y'all have sin in your life? He looked past my sin. And saw something he loved. We can't even do that. Somebody sins against us, we can't hardly look past that sin. Man, it's a weakness, ain't it? We can't look past the the thing that happened. We can't look past the circumstances to see that person that we ought to be loving. See, Jesus showed us how He can love His enemies. He showed us how we should love those we don't even know. Those that would hate us. Those that want to kill us. Those that want to do us harm. Still show them love. He showed us how. He showed us it's possible. And then when it was time for Him to go, He said, I ain't going to leave you because I know you need me. I'm leaving, but I'm coming back. My body won't be here, but I'm here with you. Always, What does it say? To the ends of the earth. I'll be with you always. What does that matter? Why do I care? Y'all ever have an attitude like that? Careful how you answer. You're in church. You ever have an attitude like that? I don't even care right now. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I don't want to hear it. Y'all, that's the time you need to hear it. You need to be reminded that He didn't go away and leave you sitting there. What would we have done? Now, I want you to kind of step back a minute. Just reel yourself back. What would you have done? God sent you on a mission. You completed the mission. What would you have done? I'm done. Did what he sent me to do. Right? He didn't do that. Y'all, he did what he came to do. What did he say? He said, It is finished. I am done. Complete. I did everything God wanted me to do. And he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Y'all, listen to me. God has called each and every one of us. Y'all, I've told you this so many times over the past months. I'm tired of it. (laughs) I know you're tired of it. You get tired of me telling you the same things, don't you? Anybody here, I'm not going to lash out at you. Raise your hand. You get tired of hearing the same things over and over. You do, right? You get tired of it. We've got to learn to get past it. Right? You can't move on and get promoted if you ain't learned what's necessary for the first step. Each and every one of us is called to a purpose. And that calling begins with one thing and one thing alone, if you can't get this in your head, you might as well not worry about what else God wants you to do your initial first foremost highest priority calling is to go into all the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ that is it that is the number one priority why did he make that so important john 3:16 because he doesn't want them to perish he doesn't want us to perish So much so that He sent His Son to die, and so much even greater, He sent a Comforter in His place when He left. Why did He do that? So that that mission could go on and be accomplished. Without Him, it's not possible. Without His power, without His anointing, without His strength, it's not possible. And you may be stuck at that step number one for one reason alone, you haven't tapped in. excuse me, to that source of strength. You're trying to do it on your own. Boy, we got quiet in here all of a sudden. I know y'all ain't just quiet because I got choked up. So where do we go? What do we do? You say, Brother Kevin, I'm tired of you telling me that I need to go into the world and preach the gospel. Then do it. Simple as that. My kids say, Daddy, it hurts my leg when I do it like this. Then don't do that. That's pretty plain, ain't it? Pretty straightforward. You say, well, Brother Kevin, I don't really want to go into the world and preach the gospel. Well, that ain't my problem. <laughs> see, y'all didn't think you was going to hear your preacher say, I don't care. But I'm telling you the truth today. I don't care how you feel about it. It's not my responsibility to make you like it. It's not my responsibility to change your heart. Because, see, that's really what it boils down to it's a heart issue. You may say, Well, I I don't think I can do it. I don't care. I know I never ask you to do it on your own. This is y'all, this is what God's saying, okay? This ain't me. He's saying, I never ask you to do it on your own. You you may say, Well, I don't know what to say. He never asked you to figure it out on your own. You see, his word is enough. So it's your responsibility to do what? Commit His Word to your heart. Put it in there that He can use it. He can't pull something out you've never put in. It's your responsibility to do that. I can stand up here all day and and say these things over and over and over and all it's going to do is make you mad until there's a change within you. And you say, "You know what? He did call me to do that. It is my responsibility to do that. Y'all, I can't do that for you. That's between you and God. That's why step number one is draw close to God, because it's a God thing. It's His strength, His power, His anointing that enables you to be able to do that stuff effectively. Not me. No amount of preaching is going to do that. No amount of Bible study is going to ready you for that. No amount of praying is going to do it if you're not seeking God first. David said something that is so simple. But y'all, it speaks volumes to what your attitude ought to be when it comes to God. He said, when thou sittest... This is Psalms 27 and 8. David says, when you told me, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. And You say, I don't understand what it means to seek your face. Well, just, uh, just take that out. Okay? If you don't understand it, let's pull that out for a minute. Let's replace it with something else. If God said... Chris, do this, whatever it may be. Chris, you need to go preach. If he said, Jerry, you need to go be a missionary. He says, Sam, you need to go witness to the people you work with. Whatever it may be, you, you plug it in with something, okay? If God tells you do that, your heart should say, Lord, I'm going to do that. That is so simple. But it, it tells you something real quick. When God tells you something, how do you respond? And y'all, I know each and every one of you in here, God has put something in your heart before. He may not be doing it today because you've kept Him at arm's length so long, like some kind of running back, stiff-arming Him. Did y'all hear that? Sign. It tells me something. That always tells a preacher something. Tells me I'm on the right path. (laughs) Right? Because I don't like to hear that kind of stuff. You know, nobody does. It tells you something real quick. When God speaks to you and says, say that to that person. What does your heart say? "Mm -mm. No, not right now, God. For whatever reason. Maybe you're shy. Maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe you just don't want to. You know, it could be anything. How you respond to God tells you everything about your relationship to Him. You see, He loves you so much, He has done everything necessary to ensure not only that you are with Him, but that others can be also. But when we fall short and we say, no, God, not right now. Not right now, God. That's called quenching the Spirit. You see? He's, he's coming in like fire. Hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? Fire, Kevin. You know that little burning you get in you when He's telling you to do something? He comes in like fire and then we dump water on it and put it out. Because it burns, don't it? Jeremiah said, your word is like fire shut up in my bones. And what he was saying is that it burns me inside until I can get it out. If I, God, you've put a word in me and if I don't go tell these people, it's just going to eat me up inside. I've got to tell them. See, there's another option. You can just keep dousing water on it. By doing that, you just defeated the whole purpose of Jesus sending the Comforter. Y'all, there was no accident that the Holy Spirit was revealed to those disciples in that upper room by tongues of fire upon their heads. Okay, It was symbolic of something very important. But man, when we just blow it off, What are we doing? What what why do we do that? I say we, y'all. I'm not I'm not standing on the outside looking in. I put myself right there with you because I do the same thing. I quench that fire. Say, no, it's not convenient right now. This is not it's probably not even God telling me this. It's probably just me, my own emotions. Malarkey. We can justify anything we want to, can't we? I mean, y'all, we have something so special that nobody else has. Nobody else in this world has access to this external source of power like we do. It's there. See, we choose whether we want to have it or not. Whether we want to allow God to operate the way He wants to or the way we want to. Have you ever noticed that those two normally are not the same? (laughs) I want to do things one way, but God's got a different plan. We've got access to something so special. Y'all, we've got to... Can't even say it enough. We've got a wonderful Savior. We've got a wonderful Redeemer. Man, they call him the Prince of Peace for a reason. They call him mighty counselor for a reason. They call him King of Kings, Lord of Lords for a reason. Those aren't just uh, fantastic sounding names that we like to throw around. Okay, he really is those things. He's the great physician. That, that name that He revealed to Moses, it couldn't, couldn't describe Him any better. I am. He's all-encompassing. See, somebody ought to be standing up and shouting right now. He, he is everything to me, and He's everything to you at the same time. He can meet every need I've got and still be attentive to you. He can give me His full undivided attention and you at the same time. Praise God! Man, He's powerful. He's amazing, just like that song we sing. He amazes me, not only at what He does, but how much He loves me and why He does it for me. Why does He do that? Do y'all understand this? I've been saved for uh, the largest majority of my life. But understand this, there's people in that world today that don't even know His name. Why is that? Because that Great Commission has not been fulfilled. It has not been completed. Just because Jesus said it is finished doesn't mean we have the right to say that yet. It is not finished. It is not done yet. The the objective He came to complete is done, but the assignment we receive from Him is not. There are many that are going to leave this life today that are going to hell. And unfortunately, there's a whole lot of those that don't even know it. They didn't even know there was an opportunity. They didn't even know there was a way out. Because Christians sat on their rear ends. And we're just so complacent with where they were with God. Y'all, I'm telling you these things today not to hurt you. I'm telling you because the church has got to wake up today and realize that it may be too late if we don't do something now. See, it may not be too late for you and your family, but it may be too late for somebody else already. Because somebody, it may not have been anybody here, but somebody dropped the ball and didn't share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is it possible for everyone to be saved? I guarantee you by the power and the name of Jesus Christ, it is possible that everyone can be saved. Will they be? No. Because there's this little thing called free will. But you know what? There shouldn't be one person that slips into eternity going to hell that we should be able to say, you know what, I wish I'd have done better. We shouldn't have that kind of attitude. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything to y'all today. Have you picked up on that? I'm trying to let you understand something. that There are people dying and when they die, that's it. It's done. Have we forgotten that today, church? Have we forgotten that eternity is just that? It's forever. That is a mistake that can't be changed once it is done. But we're so happy. Why? Y'all, we ain't got much to be happy about if we look at the situations going on today. Now, should we rejoice? Yeah, Sunday school we talked about rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice always. There's a difference in happiness and rejoicing. Y'all, I can rejoice in my situation and all along feel feel the burden for those around me that are lost. He sent that comforter for a reason, y'all. It wasn't to make us feel good. In fact, most of the time, I'll be just as honest as I can, most of the time, He does just the opposite. He convicts me where I'm wrong. He shows me where I need to be, and that ain't a good feeling. but when I begin to move in the direction I know that is right because He has showed me, whether it be through the Holy Spirit speaking into my heart or whether it be through the Word that He's already given me, when I begin to move in that direction, what do I have then? I have peace. Knowing that I am doing what God has sent me to do. Knowing that I'm doing, I'm doing my best to fulfill His will in my life. I don't have that feeling when I'm sitting on the sidelines. Everybody hear what I'm saying today? You say, well, Kevin, I'm not a preacher. I don't care. You say, Kevin, I'm not not very good with words. I don't care. You say, Kevin, I don't know much about the Bible. I can't quote Scripture like you do. Y'all, I ain't very good at it, (laughs) first of all. Second of all, I don't care. Those are all excuses. Excuses don't get you anywhere. Good intentions don't get you anywhere. You know what gets you somewhere? Doing it. Faith without works is dead. You can say, I believe, I believe, I believe, and then you go to hell. Huh? Did y'all hear what I said? Believe, I believe, I believe, then I'll go to hell. Because faith without works is dead. If you don't put that faith into action, if you don't begin to see fruits come from it, guess what? You might as well not had it to start with. Faith without works is dead. Some of y'all need to spend a week dwelling on that word right there. Faith without works is dead. Because I guarantee you 99% of the church today, I'm not talking about full gospel church, I'm talking about the church in general. 99% of the church today is faith without works. Y'all, that's a word from God right there. I didn't do no research to find that statistic. (laughs) I may be off by a percentage here and there. Y'all, I'm telling y'all the truth today. The church today don't care about the lost as a whole. Oh, I know, I know there's a remnant. I know there's people that do care. I know there is, there is still a remnant of the body of Christ that wants to do His will in every way possible. But y'all, I'm telling you today, the majority of the church is not saved. The majority of the church is somebody that wants to tag a label on their Facebook account that says, I'm Christian. They've got to identify with something. Nobody wants to put none. But that's where it ends. They can talk the talk, but they do not walk the walk in any facet of their life. They don't trust in God. They don't believe in God. They say, I believe. I hope oh, well, Satan believes too. Okay? Just because you're in a garage don't make you a car. It don't make you a mechanic either. First hand experience with that one this week, by the way. Y'all... God is calling you today. Now listen, I ain't doing this to beat up on you today. God is calling His church. Wake up, church. Wake up, church. I sent you a comforter for a reason. I sent the Holy Spirit that you may be comforted in your own needs, but that you may be empowered to help others. Praise God! What is the first thing they did when they received the Holy Ghost? Did they stand around and hug and all? Oh, this is so great. Did you see what happened in church today? No! They went outside and began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, just like He gave it to them. And what happened? People were saved. Why? Why? Because they were obedient to what Jesus said do. He said you tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Man, that's plain and simple. He didn't say wait around till the comforter comes and makes you feel good about yourself. He said you wait until power comes upon you and then you go. And they didn't wait around after that, did they? They didn't say, well, let's give it a day or two for this to all sink in so we can be sure that we know what's going on. Y'all, quit trying to figure it out. First of all, what are you going to do with that knowledge if you ever do? Somebody tell me. If you figure out how the Holy Spirit works, what are you going to do then? Nobody here has got an answer. You know why? Because you had not thought that far yet. You figure Him out, then what are you going to do with Him? Nothing. Just like you did to start with. Nothing. It's there, it's available, and we just overlook it. Why do we overlook it? Because if we ever, y'all hold on, if we ever get a little touch of it, we're done. We can't go back then. It's pretty comfortable where you're at right now. Before you came today anyway. <laughs> pretty comfortable in your little life, in the circumstances going on. And you know if the Holy Ghost ever hits you, you can't stay there. Yeah, I'll give you first-hand experience with that. Okay? You can't stay the way you were when the Holy Ghost comes on you. You can't stay in that upper room. You got to go. You got to get that fire out. You got to do something. You got to change circumstances when the Holy Ghost in- in- empowers you. When that power falls on you, you got to do something. You can't stay the way you were. That re- that mind has to be renewed. Some of y'all hear me, some of you don't. That's okay. That ain't my job. I guarantee the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. Y'all know I, 90% of what I said today I had no plans to say. That's how I know the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. I can't make this stuff up. He's telling you right now, I'm telling you these things right this minute because I'm trying to wake you up, trying to get your attention. You say, I, I'm not worthy. You're not. You say, I'm inadequate. I say, you are. You're right on all accounts. You know that? So am I. I'm not worthy. I don't have to be. Praise God! I don't have to be because if if, it was, if he was waiting on me, you know when we'd get it done? Never. If he is waiting on me to get myself in line, we'd never get there. If he is waiting on me to gain enough knowledge and skill to accomplish what he wants to do, it'd never get done. Praise God! He sent a comforter. Praise God! He sent power. Praise God. Y'all hear what I'm saying. Praise God. He sent a source of strength and might and power that I can tap into and say, Father, I can't do it, but You can. With You, all things is possible. With You, all things are accomplishable. You hear what I'm saying this morning? I don't have to depend upon how sorry I am. I can depend upon the mighty King. The One that gives me power for everything. I can depend on him to do what he wants done Praise God I have the wonderful privilege of just being able to tag along with him Amen Y'all that's shouting territory right there You need to get into that land Find that place Because I'm telling you right now It's much better than where you're at Praise the Lord